and welcome to another episode of the Tigers and Takedowns podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm James. And before we get started, we want to give another big shout out to our sponsor, Wrestling Central. Guys, it's getting down to the wire if you need Christmas gifts for people. You know, (laughs) stop procrastinating. I know it's stressing you out a little bit. If you've got a wrestling fan in your life, a Mizzou wrestling fan, a wrestler, um, someone who wants some gear, um, maybe you want a gift for a whole wrestling team who Mm -hmm. needs custom screen printed uh, singlets, uh, headgear, anything like that, send them to Wrestling Central or buy them a gift from Wrestling Central. Uh, We have so many of their Mizzou wrestling shirts. They've got awesome ones commemorating uh, Big 12 champs. They've got long sleeve ones, short sleeve ones. They've got some that say Tiger style. Um, and then they've got all those really awesome uh, NIL shirts as well. Uh, we talked about the Elam Brothers shirt that James and I both have. Whatever that one's made of is like some of the softest t-shirt material that I've ever seen. They've got a Mako Madness shirt. Um, they've got all kinds of really cool uh T-shirts, backpacks, hats, um, anything you could want for the wrestling fan, especially the Mizzou wrestling fan in your life. So thank you to them for sponsoring our podcast and supporting Mizzou Wrestling. And you can uh, find all of those items on wrestling-central.net. Yep. Um, So been a little bit since the duel. I will kind of recap the Wyoming duel and then do a preview of the Air Force duel, Um, you know, Nothing too crazy from either one, although definitely some some notable results from Wyoming and some matches to look forward to against Air Force. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, more than anything, just noting uh, how steady the season is getting week mm-hmm. after week, having a um, a duel and a lot of conference duels. So um, we'll jump into it. Uh, Mizzou won pretty candidly against Wyoming. Uh, the final t- uh, team scores were 40 to 6. Um, and noting that... Um, the loss for the Tigers came at 141 pounds, and we'll break it down a little bit more. But if starter Josh Edmond uh, wouldn't have been sick and would have been in there, it's uh, quite likely that he would have uh, been able to win that match, um, and they could have completely blanked Wyoming. All right, so jumping into 125, match of the night, biggest result. Um, Noah Certain takes out Yori Volk, sudden victory, overtime match, uh, 7-4 to four win. Uh, you know, last year... Volk majored certain 11 to one kind of, you know, a little deceiving match score. If you just look at the box score, uh, but certain kind of put himself on his back in that match. Didn't make that same mistake. This one looked really good. Um, you know, did a really good job. He used a lot of fakes and had Volk reacting to that. And uh, he actually gave up the first takedown in this match, kind of got caught reaching and Volk's just so athletic and so good. Uh, you know, Volk is a U 20 world champ. So, should really show us his high end talent, especially in that neutral position. Uh, certain kept that strategy going though, and and watching the match, I think going into the third period, I was looking at Morgan and I was pretty confident. I was telling her that I I think he's got this one. He's doing all the right yep. things. He's he's just got to keep with it. Uh, gets that two point near fall and and uh, ties everything up and and just does what he's got to do. You know, so in overtime, getting a really nice takedown. Uh, like I said, he he came in with a strategy, really executed it well. Um, and we've been talking a lot about how it feels like certain has grown um, since last season. And he really seems to have found that balance between, uh, you know, that big, flashy, mm-hmm. big move style that he likes and that can be really beneficial at a weight like 125, but has been able to balance that with kind of 
working on new strategies, finding other ways to be offensive and defensive, and really being uh, picky and patient uh, with his uh, takedowns and when he does want to utilize those big moves. And that was on full display here. Yeah, uh, Volk was using his underhook a lot and uh, certain uh, using that overhook and working kind of like a bundle position and looking for that outside step, you could tell, or looking for some kind of throw when they ended up in those over-under positions, but didn't force anything. You know, you could definitely tell he was comfortable there and and he was waiting for, for Volk to, to give him the right kind of uh, pressure back. But, you know, he didn't, so he didn't force it and he just kept with the strategy. Uh, you know, I think even Coach Smith was saying afterwards, he got a little loose sometimes, some of that reaching kind of got him, but didn't, uh, didn't lose his head, stayed stayed focused, stayed determined, and and went and got a really solid win against a, a, a guy that, I mean, if you're telling me that Volk is in the NCAA finals in March, that doesn't shock me. Yeah. You know, he's he's 125 is so crazy, and, and for certain to get this win and flip that kind of result and look the way he did during it, I mean, that's just really positive going forward. Yeah, I've got a really good feeling about him the rest of the season, especially headed into <clears throat> – to big 12s and then we'll see what comes in at NCAAs too. Yeah. His schedule will pick up for most uh, pretty much all of them, but in that second semester, it'll get real interesting and we'll see some big tests. Um, heading into 133, um, we actually had Cade Moore as the starter here versus uh, Cooper Birdwell, and he ended up getting the eight, three decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a <clears throat> bit of a low, uh, not a ton of takedowns within the match, but the takedowns that Cade Moore were, was getting, were super smooth and there was a second one where he basically uh to break ties and kind of get the guy's weight to shift did a a spin move Mm -hmm. that got the whole bench like so riled up there was like an audible like ooh from the crowd and so it was kind of nice to see um a backup there able to get like such you know um an enthusiastic reaction from his teammates in the crowd yeah it was very nice like like you said just uh, Birdwell, very tough using that two-on-one. Uh, a lot of Wyoming guys, really tough hand fighters and using underhooks a lot. Birdwell, no exception, but more hit that spin move. Oh, up, so which, smooth. I mean, you just don't see that at any level, but especially in college, I don't know how often I've seen that at, at a lightweight is that at that. Um, you know, Moore did some showed some really good things. He he Birdwell unranked doesn't have the best record but kind of watching the tape and looking a little more into it i wouldn't be surprised if he started putting some more wins together um so you know seltzer was the starter um we'll see what happens going forward uh i think that we've talked a bit before about how the weight cut definitely seems to kind of be a thing for him just making that weight consistently and had a bad showing at the cougar clash so i think it's smart to give him time to continue to kind of figure it out without necessarily the pressure of competing, you know, just focus on cutting weight and, and getting better in the room and and competing like that. And then as time goes on, hopefully ideally start working your way back into competition because he's shown a a very high potential. But I mean, you look at a guy like Cade Moore stepping up uh, kind of an underrated prospect, I think just outside of the top 100 uh, from two time state champ from Allen, Texas, uh, where Alan Hart's now the the assistant coach. Yep, Alan and Alan. Um, so you know, Cade Moore is a guy that uh, if Seltzer has to sit for any amount of time, or if if Moore ends up being the starter at one thirty three for the rest of the year, I th- I think that he's uh, someone that we'll see continue to develop. Uh, especially this is his first year at one thirty three, so his he's going to continue to adjust as well. 
Yeah, we'll talk about his upcoming matchup uh, when we get into the Air Force breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, 141, number 32, Cole Brooks pinned Owen Yules uh, in the, at 2 minutes 40 seconds. Only lost the night for the Tigers. Josh Edmond was sick, so he sat out. Uh, and this man... Going into when the match started, Yules got a quick takedown mm-hmm. and he was working hard from top with a nice power half. Uh, you know, Yules, I think his record is something like 190 pins or something. I know like that there was like he, he started to kind of like get a little bit of tilt action. You're like, you know, he's, he's got all those pins. <clears throat> he's he's super aggressive, very strong, got a little overzealous, put himself in bad position, gave up a reversal, and then uh Brooks just got a super tight tilt and just kind of loaded up and you know, you don't see pins and tilts too often, but sometimes if, I mean, Yules just couldn't move. It was, no. it was just so tight and just in that perfect, the way he loaded it up. So unfortunate, um, Yules is a guy that I definitely think could, you know, he's still young, could com- continue to develop, especially if you're good on top, that can be such a game changer. Just got to air out some of the the little things and, and make some adjustments. It was his first time as the starter in a duel. So that's a big, big moment for you. And, um, definitely not someone I'm writing off, but hopefully Edmund recovers well and, and comes back for the for the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Then um, at 149, we had um, another backup pull off of a big win uh, when Nate Pulliam was able to get the major against number 15, uh, Gabe Willichell. And we talked <clears> a little <throat> bit about the depth that this weight here with uh, it, uh, Mylan and then Joffrey and then mm-hmm. Pulliam. So um, all three of them have ranked wins this season. Yep. And uh, um, did we find out why Joffrey didn't rest, just arrest up? Yeah. I, I That's kind of what it sounds like. You know, I don't. Didn't sound like an injury or sickness. No, or no injury. Keegan kind of mentioned in his last interview too, Joffrey was a little banged up. So, you know, getting some rest coming off a big win over a ranked opponent. Um, so I don't necessarily know that this doesn't maybe make things a little interesting going forward. They, uh, Pulliam and Joffrey were wrestling off of the black and gold duel. And yeah, that ended an injury. We yeah. didn't actually get a conclusive match. And exactly. Their styles aren't similar, but they're both really effective. Yeah, they're both you know really good hand fighters, a lot better at scrambling. Definitely not necessarily the... The best guys from top, but definitely have some moves there. But it's one of those things where you add that gas tank and you get tough hand fighting and can hold your own in scrambles, and that's going to get you a lot of wins, yeah. like we saw here tonight. Um, number 15, Gabe Willichell, coming off a, fin- a seventh-place finish at CKLV. You know, and Pulliam comes out here and gives up the first two takedowns. Yeah, just... it felt a little like, oh, no, where's this one headed? I know. We were – I it was – a excited for Pulliam's opportunity but then once the first period started we're kind of like oh man what's going to happen here Mm -hmm. but he started to find it though and once it clicked he kind of ran with it was able to string together a a variety of different takedowns on him um had a cradle at one point put him on his back not with the cradle but with a different move and he said that's kind of when you could feel him breaking and uh you know Pulliam's gas tank was just really nice because I mean he was tired but he wasn't like gassed at the end of that no. and he was he was working that whole match and and will chill is one of those guys where uh you know not 100 percent sure where he might fall in the rankings by the end of the year at 149 but uh, he's one of those guys the length and his style presents a lot of unique issues and and pulliam just wrestled smart and wrestled well so uh i i expect joffrey to still be the starter from what i know mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily know a lot about that. So we'll kind of see. I, I don't know how 
how that might go. Uh, there's a the U and I Open is a tournament that the that they have on the schedule second semester. So we might see a couple guys in that too deep kind of weight uh, end up going and competing there. Yeah. Although I mean, it's a good problem to have. To, oh my gosh. To have such talented guys there because to, to go from a question mark to yeah, to we the, were worried about this when we were doing some of our, our preseason stuff. Like, are these guys going to be able to kind of step up for some of this really tough competition and so far, so good. So we'll hopefully have them keep it up. Absolutely. Um, at 157, Brock Mahler is just trying to out-tech his own previous tech record and is doing an incredible job. New man this year. It's, uh, it's the, you know, the new weight and the new point system is is all yeah. is all working in his favor. So he gets tech over uh, Cooper Voorhees, 19-4. Um, to 4. Um, and he just kind of looked like he has in a lot of the previous ones where he's just getting to the offense that he wants to get to, going cut and release, and really just kind of working these guys. Yeah, I think Brock's really showing that attitude of if I'm better than you, then I'm just I'm just going to beat you really bad. No points left on the table. Yeah, um, you know, coaches are always calling for him to get one more, you know, keep scoring and things like that, and Brock is, is more than willing to, to do that up at 157, and he looks strong. He's got a good gas tank. His offense is humming. He's got, I think, four techs on the year. Yes. He didn't have any last year in his entire career. He has eight. So that's what I'm telling you. He's going to out tech himself I, just in this one season. He could, he could very well put up more techs, with, especially with that new scoring system this yeah. year than ever. But And he's especially one that, like you were talking about later in second semester and uh, further on in the season, he's going to have some really tough tests. So we'll see how this momentum keeps up. But from how he's looking right now, I feel like. He's really put some things together. If Brock can just keep that confidence in his offense up against those top ten guys, I mean, man, I I I love I love the opportunity at one fifty seven. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one sixty five. Keegan said, "Let's keep it moving." Keegan, yeah, he he had places to be. <laughs> he uh, went out and pinned Brett McIntosh in thirty five seconds uh, with a cradle. Just guys take down, put a leg in, guy tripoded up and or quad potted up and. Keegan said, thanks very much, and took him over. I think the tweet said, when will they learn? Yes, yeah. It was, you can't put your head anywhere near your knee. No, be as long as you can, yeah. or else. Uh, and apparently, Unfortunately, Wyoming did the same thing in the next match at 174 with Peyton Mako, uh, who was up, I believe, 14 to 1 yes. before going optional start in the third period. It was a, it was really cool to see. We talked to him afterwards, but like, it, you know, he's, it just seemed like he had a game plan. He didn't want the tech. Mm -hmm. He was like, I can pin this guy if I just get my opportunity. Goes optional start. And that guy just kind of put himself in a position that is the exact <clears throat> position that Peyton needed to lock up that, that cradle and just take him right over. It was, it was so nice. And Textbook. yeah, it was. I mean, you give these Wisconsin guys an opportunity, they're going to cradle you. And it's just, I, it was just good to see like a, a situation where it's like he could have easily gotten the tech. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, if, if this wouldn't have worked out, he would have just gone out and got it. But just to kind of have a plan in your head, I don't want the tech. I want that pin. And then to be able to go out there and get it is always exciting to see. It was also nice, you know, Colin Rath, that number 15 recruit out of PA, committed the other night and talked about uh Mizzou loves cradles. Mizzou learning about how good Mizzou is at cradles and Kendrick Maple showing them and and next duel Mizzou comes out and gets a couple pins with some cradles you know it's always nice to see uh 184 pounds Clayton Whiting gets a major decision over Quay in short 12-4 uh actually took Whiting a little bit to get his offense yeah going. it looked a little like a bit of a slow out the gate type situation I was a little worried about it but yeah short just kind of clamped down was not 
really wanting to give anything up. Yeah, nothing open. And Whiting just kept that tough hand hand fighting and eventually just broke through. And once once he broke that open, I mean, there was just no turning back. Um, He's got a big matchup coming up against Air Force, so we'll preview that. But something to look forward to because, I mean, Clayton Whiting's on an absolute heater right now. Yeah, I'd love to see it continue as the competition continues to heat up as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. that we saw the return of Rocky Elam in the Hearns this season. The official return, yeah. Um, so he got a decision over number 21, Joey Novak. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, that Rocky's obviously ranked higher, um, has more pedigree, and just kind of we thought would uh, be able to handle Joey Novak. But he's a solid wrestler. And this score <clears throat> being 5-3, to three, I think is a little deceptive as to – kind of how the match actually looked. Uh, Novak's takedown came in the final seconds of the mm. of the match, right on the edge. So it's a little bit deceiving about how this actually went. Yeah, uh, like you said, Novak's takedown coming in late. That three-point takedown making that two-point Really making difference. it seem so, close. Yeah, but uh, it, it was pretty much all rock. Um, he came out and just got to legs a whole bunch. Came close to finishing on the edge a couple times to the point that they actually reviewed one and took it away. Um, but going in late in the third period, Rocky was still pushing to try to get that major. And, and like you said, Novak, he's a true freshman, but he's game and he's not afraid of anyone. So he was right there wrestling back and, uh, just kind of put Rocky in a weird position and Rocky just kind of, you know, was like, all right, you know, nothing's going to happen. So give up the late takedown. It's fine. And and sometimes in a match like that, it's just, it is what it is. Um, so Rocky coming back two ranked wins already. In five yeah. matches. And I still don't think he's all the way back true to form. Oh, I think no. there's a lot more... Coach Smith afterwards yeah. was saying he, he's rusty. He's and rusty. He, he's still knocking some of that off. He's got he's got a little bit before having any big matches. So I think he's only been really going hard in the room pretty recently, at least at, at the Wyoming dual point. So he's he's gonna get back. Yeah. Well, you know who's not been rusty oh at all gosh. this season is big brother Zach Elam. Zach is just He's on a freaking tear. He really is. Like, you know, it's he's just been looking so dominant this whole season. Um, and no different here. He he tried his hardest to beat uh Keegan's uh yeah. time for the pin, but it took him a whole 40 seconds to get the pin um against his opponent. But I mean, he just looked incredible. Do you have how his matches have gone this season? I feel like he's like um, yeah, he's got let's see, one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven pins this year. Seven pins this year. All in the first period. His fastest one is 22 seconds. Um, I believe this is his second fastest one at 40 seconds. He has one, uh, two, three, four, or wait, one, I can't count. One, two, three, three and under a minute. Also, don't forget that I'm pretty sure that the Mizzou fastest pin record belongs to Zach. Does it? Or at least he did he tie it? He got really close in the Lindenwood, the oh, duel yeah. at the stadium. I want to say that was he like got nine, nine seconds. Nine, nine seconds. But I don't know if that's the record or ties the record. It's got to be close. It's got to be. Because how much faster can you pin someone? But I, I bet there's like a seven-second pin somewhere sure. in those history books. And but. I bet Zach is just itching to beat that. But Oh, man. Now he, I'm, I'm scrolling through his wrestle stat, and he has a lot of pins in that first He's got a ton pin. of pins. He's, he's going for that 100 wins, but yeah. he's like, how many of these can be pins? Because if I'm going to wrestle that many more times, I need these matches to go quick. Got to knock him out. Yeah. Got to knock him I out. I mean, if he if he gets on top and and he can get that cross face and, cross face and he's stronger than you. You're toast. He's, he's cradling you. Yeah. He's going to take you over. 
he's going to turn you on your back very soon. So, I mean, Zach's just having fun. Like you said, he's coming out and having fun. Go ahead and get yourself one of those Elam Brothers shirts from Wrestle Central oh, because yeah. they're here to show out. Absolutely. So, 40 to 6, final score, really strong match from the Tigers. Um, had some time off coming into uh, this Sunday, taking on Air Force, another Big 12 uh, school. Um, as a whole, you know, Air Force is not necessarily the strongest school. It's kind of hard when you're those service academies, but the guys that are good are really freaking good. Yes. And um, um, we'll also, you know, put a disclaimer on this that just like with the other one, it's probably not going to be a lineup full of starters. Don't know exactly how that will play out. We yeah. hope to see as many as you can, but just with something like this and the points, you never know what the coaches are thinking or who they want to kind of give that experience to, depending on uh, who they know is coming. So we'll do our best to preview it, but know that a lot of different things could happen. Yeah, last year I don't think Rocky or Zach actually wrestled in this duel, um, but you know, fingers crossed that that they both make it out for this one. Um, <clears throat> starting at 125, uh, Noah Certain taking on Tucker Owens. Tucker Owens is actually a returning NCAA qualifier uh, at 125. He was pretty solid last year, I think, kind of under the radar. He was 26 and 14 as a freshman, finished six at Big 12s. Uh, he was ranked for a while, recently fell out of the rankings after taking an upset loss at CKLV. CKLV was the wild one. It's it's that's such a tough tournament. It's early in the season, things are going to happen. Yep. Um, you know, kind of looking at this match, it's a bit of a trap match. You know, you don't necessarily say that about matches or duels as often, but it's a thing just like in football or basketball or, or any other sport where uh, certain he's coming off this big, big match with, with someone like Volk and all this uh, hype around it. Can he do it? Yeah. And then, the upset sudden victory and coming against a, a guy who's not in the rankings, but is, is I definitely think we'll end up back in it. Uh, 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 Owens is coming off a close loss against Jet Strickenberger of West Virginia, who Strickenberger actually just beat Big 12 champ Steve Pullen. So, you know, uh, wrestling math doesn't always work. A, I was going to say, is this like degrees to Kevin Bacon? Like yeah. But uh, I, I, Tucker Owens is a guy that I am kind of still high on. I think he just hasn't had the best opportunities yet to, to really see ranked guys to start getting wins. Um, he's 9-4 and four on the year. He's he's got some good length. He's a solid scrambler. Doesn't necessarily do anything great, but he's he's really solid and it can be a tough matchup. You know, I think that this could be a I think if certain goes, then uh it'll be another good test for for that um not motivation, but focus and uh yeah, just like uh, and you apply that discipline across a variety of matches and regardless of who your opponent is or what their side and is. just like keeping keeping the emotions in check and and having a week of practice where you're still dialed in you're still ready this is finals week at mizzou so that kind of adds a little bit coach smith mentioned that you know hey if guys have finals and you've got to worry about school don't worry about practice come in when you can yeah we'll have more than one practice a day just make it when you can just make it when you can focus on school and uh, I think that really speaks to the culture uh, that that Coach Smith has built and continues to to grow and show to recruits. I've heard so many recruits in their recruiting videos mention the impact that culture for the Tiger style has had on them, and I think that really shows that. Um, but at the same time, you know, student athlete, you got to balance two things. So how is how does that look on a lot of levels? And I think that'll be a good test for certain. I, I 
if this match ends up being closer than people expect, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Not necessarily anything because of certain, but because I think Tucker Owens is pretty good. Yeah. And just like we said, that that 125 is a freaking crapshoot. Like it, it really is. Like I, you know, it's hard to see anyone that's going to go undefeated through the year right now. Um, I'd be pretty surprised, but we'll we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh 133, probably expecting Cade more again. Yeah. yeah. Seltzer, you know, I I I think he he'll have time to figure it out, but I, I think that might be sometime in the next year if that happens. And so, look how solid Moore looked. Yeah, there's no need yeah. to rush him back in in a duel like this. So give more or give Cade more another chance to go out. He's taking on uh, Gavin Caprella, who's eight and five this year. Uh, hmm. Air Force has a lot of guys. They wrestle in a lot of different events, a lot of open tournaments. They get a lot of matches, uh, not always against D1 guys or a lot of starters. So. Um, I have not watched a lot of Caprella, if I'm being honest. I, I watched some some of the West Virginia duel, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's kind of one of those things. Cade Moore comes out and wrestles like he did against um, uh, Wyoming, then look for him to get a win. He was uh, hopefully pushed for bonus a little more this time and get it. Uh, he was, you know, third period. He looked a little tired at, against Wyoming, but very high-paced match, so not necessarily anything to be worried about as he continues to – develop through the year but hopefully you'll see more come out and get some bonus points um we'll head after that into 141 where we should should be josh edmund return um hopefully, we were told yeah. it was just kind of illness so hopefully that's something that's cleared up and and also hopefully not affected training too much you know that's always a thing too if, if you get sick and then you you know miss practice or you know you don't feel as conditioned as you normally do sometimes that can take a longer term toll on you and um, like we said, I don't know if it's a duel necessarily where the Tigers are going to need him to go out, but mm -hmm. it would be great to see uh, him back. He'll get uh, Garrett Kuchan. Kuchin? Kuchin, yeah. Sure. Uh, similar to Caprella, he's uh, Kuchan's four and five on the year. So, you know, Josh Edmond coming in ranked, looking to get bonus. That's yep. kind of the big thing is uh, Mizzou guys expecting to come out and get wins, but the question is how do you look? Um how many points do you score? What what does how does the match go? Yeah, That's and if, if you've things. got the higher ranking or the upper hand on these guys, are you able to show it in what the results say by yeah. getting some sort of bonus points? Separate out a little more. Um, one forty nine. So a lot of the ranking services have switched in Pulliam at one forty nine for Mizzou. Don't sure, really know. Whatever. We'll, it's definitely something that we'll kind of talk about and probably try to get a little more information on this weekend, but. Uh, you got Logan Joffrey there, Nate Pulliam taking on Joe Fernow. Uh, Fernow is actually, he, I want to say he won the Southeast Open uh, earlier this year. He's a pretty solid wrestler. Um, again, has not necessarily hit any big names, but, you know, you go out and win a, a solid Open, then it's something to keep an eye on. He, he recently got pinned by Ty Waters, uh, and this is another one of those of West Virginia. But this is another one of those matches for – one, who do we see? And then two, whoever goes, how do you look? You know, are you uh, wrestling, like scoring bonus points, mm -hmm. pushing the pace, um, putting points up, things like that? Yeah, like, does that, if it's Pulliam, does that gas tank stay? Is he still able to kind of push all the way through the third period? Um, do you even regardless get to the of, third period? That's a great point, too. I'd love not to. Yeah. Um, so kind of just a question of who, who we get sent. And I, I think whether it be Joffrey or Pulliam until we get any sort of confirmation um, we'll probably just uh, 
you know, it's not a guarantee that whoever goes here is, is the starter going forward either, you know, so just something to keep an eye on there. Uh, again, just kind of, it's tough. It's tough at a service school. Yeah. They're, they're going to have good guys, but at the same time, those guys are in crazy hours and, and I can't imagine doing all that along with the other things they do and then being a college wrestler. Yeah. Um, so Brock Mahler, the starter for WrestleStat, I don't know if it'll necessarily be him, is Gable Brooks. Good wrestling name. Great wrestling name, absolutely. That's not like, you know, Gable, of course. Can't classic. go wrong with Gable. Um, one in seven on the year. You know, this could this be sometime we see, uh, you know, a Cam Steed, if he's back to being healthy, or a Jay Conway. Might be a great place to put him in. Or you put out Mahler and be like, hey, go get another tech. See if you can get more than eight techs this year and beat your career record, you yeah. know? Um, that's kind of the kind of the deal there. You know, there's not a lot of information on a guy when uh, when James only talks about like the record and who could go up against them because this guy's an encyclopedia of college wrestlers. I know. I I have I've watched a handful of Air Force matches, but I'll, I'll be honest. Sometimes I I let some of the weights get away from me, just prioritizing time. It happens. Well, but 165, we know about this guy. Yeah, well, this we know a- about Keegan O'Toole, but we also know about um, number 23 in the rankings, Gianno Petricelli, um, who's 10 and 4 on the season. And again, I don't think necessarily a contest for Keegan, but an interesting matchup either way. He's had a bit of an interesting uh, season so far. Um, he's kind of uh, been the breakout for this team. I mean, outside of Wyatt Hendrickson, who we'll talk about. Um, but he's had some really solid wins this season. Um, he had a major decision loss to Peyton Hall, but still looks pretty solid. He's had some really tough opponents um, for his record to still be 10 and four. Yeah. So he, he, Air Force was at Cliff Keen. He took out Antrell Taylor for Nebraska, who's one of those guys that could be a potential blood round type of guy. Um, major Chance McLean, starter for Arizona State. Uh, major Noel Mulvaney for Bucknell, an AWA guy. Um, and then I feel like there's one more. He beat Will Miller for App State, who's solid. Uh, so one of those guys that for for Air Force, I mean, he, getting a guy like that in your lineup, I think he. Oh no, he is a senior. Um, it, it's it's awesome. It's good to see, especially in his senior year. Uh, he was the starter at in 2022 at 157. Uh, 2023, he didn't. He wasn't the starter, but went 19 and eight. So, uh, you know, for Keegan. How fast can you get a pin? Yeah. You know, not and not just because just because it's uh it's Keegan. Let's see if we can keep he's got hundred percent bonus rate. He's only had one match go uh the full seven minutes or at least not finished by tech or pin. Mm-hmm. Uh so we want that Hodge Keegan, so uh, it's gonna take start stacking up those pins. Got, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely that should be wow, yeah. What? I, I was thinking that's something to ask about maybe next time we get a chance to interview him, if that's a thought. I'm sure somewhere in his mind it is, but, but anyway. But if he doesn't get it, Peyton Mako's coming up here with all these pins as well. So <laughs> Peyton Mako is coming off a pretty nice pin. He's going to take on senior Noah Blake, who's actually pretty solid. Last year he was 19 and 14 at 184, kind of one of those bubble guys that ended up missing uh, NCAAs. Hasn't had the biggest success at 174. He's six and seven on the year. Um, most of his losses are to pretty solid guys. He's got wins over, uh, historically he's got some pretty solid wins. Um, Cade King last year for South Dakota state at 184. Keegan Moore last year 
a lot of them coming at 184. So when you get a guy like that that's changing weights, having some troubles early, uh, there is a question or an expectation of, of when does he figure it out? What does that look like? Uh, and if he can put it together, it, it could be a tougher match than some people might think. But Mako is looking so good right now. I mean, his offense is so, so great. Um, so kind of expect him to come out and get some bonus points here. Absolutely. Then headed into 184, this will actually be one of the the matches of the night. I think this will be really exciting. Clayton Whiting, we think. Um, it's, uh, yeah. it's been him. He's on the street. Coaches have made no indication that they're going to try to stop him now. And why would you? Um, and he's going to face number eight, Sam Wolf. So Wolf was actually a qualifier last year, but at 174. Um, and he's coming off an actually really impressive showing at CKLV. Yeah, he he beat Chris Foca, who was third at 174 pounds for Cornell last year. Foca did have a rough CKLV, so you know, not an asterisk, but something to to keep an eye on as far as that goes. And then uh, what was his other big one? I can't. I wrote it down, but let me pull it up here. He lost to Dustin Plot. He beat Jaden Bullock. Uh, he just recently beat Dennis Robin for West Virginia. Uh, beat Gavin Hoffman for Ohio State, who uh, was a All American in 2022, actually up at 197. So uh, Wolf is a guy. He's he's one of those other Air Force guys. I've actually had my on, eye on him the past two years when he's been at 174, expecting him to kind of come through. Uh, had some injury issues last year, late in the year that I think held him back, but qualified for the first time and a very solid guy. Uh, you know, Whiting has been on this tear against some ranked guys, but Wolf is definitely, I think the best one he's wrestled this season. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side though, if Whiting's able to kind of keep up this dominant streak against Wolf, Wolf has recently been majored by guys like Dustin Plott, Will Feldkamp. So mm -hmm. seeing Whiting being able to kind of, you know, take a dominant, uh, lead over Sam would be kind of an indication of maybe the way he's going to handle some of these tougher opponents coming down the line. Yeah. If he, especially Wolf is, is an experienced wrestler. And so for, if Whiting can come out and not only get a win, but like you said, kind of uh, imitate the results of those higher ranked wrestlers, then that may, may give an idea of where he yeah, kind of sits well in the top of 184 and big 12 is, is so good. Mm -hmm. Whiting's number six right now. You got Parker Keckheisen at one. Uh, Dustin Plot at three, and then I think Will Feldkamp at five. four or five or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, so, I mean, just a super strong weight. Um, and one thing I would love to see, maybe, maybe maybe I wouldn't love to see it, but just mm -hmm. see Whiting's uh, defense, takedown defense tested a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, his hand fighting is so good that he doesn't leave a lot of openings. Mm -hmm. But just to see, oh, guy has your leg. What's yeah, kind the of the, a, a high-level guy. What's, what's kind of the sequence – uh, from there, you know, same thing is, from, you know, when that guy's on top, you know, getting out from bottom. Mm -hmm. like yeah. To see. A high level guy like this, I think will be a really good test. And, and even in a win again, what does that look like? Um, so top eight matchup, right, right there. I think when people are looking at matches to watch this week, it's kind of one, uh, flying under the radar right now, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but that's one that I really have my eye on. Uh, and I, I will say I don't, while there are some ranked matches that I don't know will happen in this one, like at 285, I do, I would think that you put Whiting out in a match like this. I think this is a super necessary test. Yeah, redshirt freshman, again, taking on a, a experienced 
high, highly ranked guy or not early, but earlier in the season, mm-hmm. big 12 opponent, like get, throw it at him, you know, like throw him to the wolves. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And this is, you know, this is not one where the duel is on the, on the line. So this is an opportunity to see how he's going to stack up when there's going to be opponents in duels that are going to be really close for the team score. And you're going to need a win at 184 when it's tough ranked matches like this. Absolutely. Great point. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so 197, number three, Rocky Elam taking on Calvin Sund. Uh, Sund was at a bubble guy at 197 last year too, actually, but he's kind of had having a rough year. He's two and six on the year. Uh, just hit some, hit some quality guys. Uh, but for Rocky, it's more, Hey, can you go out and get the major this time? Yep. How's the gas tank look? How's your timing look? Loosen up a little bit. Yeah. He, against Novak, he was getting the legs really well. And Novak presents a lot of issues just with his build. Also a lanky guy, but Rocky, you know, not able to necessarily finish. So uh, for him, it's like, can you get your takedowns going a little bit? Start start scoring takedowns in bunches. Um, how's your gas tank look? Does that rust start to shake off a little more? Yep. Um, and then at 285, Rocky's gonna or Zach's gonna continue that win streak. That would be great, you know. Come out, pin Wyatt Hendrickson and uh, number two, Wyatt Hendrickson, and you're one step closer to 100 wins. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so last year this match didn't happen, actually. Uh, it did not happen until NCAA's the first time they ever wrestled, wrestled, which is kind of crazy, but also what a terrifying quarterfinals matchup! Oh, brutal, but I mean, it was good, Zach. Zach sent it and put Hendrickson on his back, got some near fall, but Hendrickson, for, for those who, who may not know why Hendrickson is probably one of the most dynamic heavyweight wrestlers. Um, I don't want to necessarily say like the best offensively or anything, but if you want to talk about just having a myriad of moves and, and it almost doesn't look like heavyweight wrestling. Oh my gosh. No, he, he wrestles like a lightweight. His scrambling is next level. He's putting on size. He's coming off winning a, a, U23 world title. Also, talk about a guy with a gas tank. I think yes. this guy could wrestle all day. Yes, he really could. In fact, his biggest issue is sometimes he he does sometimes shoot too much. Uh, when he wrestled Mason Paris last year, that was kind of his issue. But uh, he he's so good. He's got so many different moves. He's brilliant on top. I mean, he just teched number 26, Michael Wolfgram of West Virginia in 80 seconds. Mm-hmm. 15, not a pin. 15-0, got on top. Got the takedown and got three turns. I mean, it's just absurd. He's he's really good. Uh, Zach came out early with that throw last year and ended up still getting majored seventeen to eight. And which, I think it's gonna take that boldness. It's yeah, not even boldness, but it's just like you're not gonna be able to wrestle defensively and get away with it too much against a guy like Hendrickson. You're you're gonna have to try to get your own offense. Yeah, Zach sometimes you know love Zach. And and it's not every time, but sometimes in these uh, matches, he comes out a little flat-footed here and there. Um, but Hendrick, you can't do that against Hendrickson because he's so fast. Uh, Zach had success in those ties last year, mm-hmm. so wouldn't mind seeing him go to that again. And he's also looked so awesome this season. He's, I, he's looked really good. If there's he, a if there's ever been a year that he's been geared up to do it, it would be this season right here. Not just that, but Hendrickson. Nothing's come out officially, but I'm convinced that he did uh, uh, hurt his knee at U23s. Mm-hmm. It's looking like he's probably – he also wrestled at the All-Star Classic and got teched by Greg Kirkfleet, uh, which part of that is Greg Kirkfleet and Penn State is just so good. Sure. But 
at the same time, I, I think Hendrickson is maybe not 100%. A little banged up. Yeah, so I definitely think that, you know, Zach, I mean, he's an All-American. He's right there. I, I would not put it past him to, to come out and get a win. Um, how you do that against someone like Hendrickson, it's going to be seven minutes of of just a fight. You know, mm -hmm. Zach has a really good front headlock to, to slow things down a little bit. He's really good from top. Hendrickson's had problems from that bottom position before. Um, and with Zach, he's been looking so strong this year. I don't know. I haven't asked him if he's if he's bulked up any, but he's I mean, he's huge. Yeah. You know, so get on top, get that weight on, use your front headlock, slow the match down some, uh, find your offense and just just be ready. Yeah. Be ready for a full seven-minute match. It's going to be crazy. Even if he were to be down late, Hendrickson is not afraid to just absolutely go for it. Um, so we'll just kind of have to see how this match goes. Hopefully, hopefully it happens. I hope we get to see it. I I think it'd be good, even even if it's if uh, you drop the match. I think that uh, getting that experience is good, uh, and you know we'll just kind of have to see. Yeah, the fans would love that. It's also they're doing military appreciation. Uh, oh, and they featured him on that, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got to so, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed. Um, so I'm, I'm saying it should be a good crowd too. You know. Yes, I. Nothing like celebrating mil military appreciation night by beating the air force. Sure, sure, sure. It's you know, but you know, we we Mizzou uh, two years ago football played in the Armed Forces Bowl and we lost to Army. So now we can get one back. Right. We just you know you you respect them. Yeah, we're having military appreciation night. Yes. So should be a good duel. Yeah. Um, and we'll just kind of have to see what the lineup looks like and, and how things go. That matches I'm really looking forward to is that uh, 184 and 285 match. Fingers crossed that it happens. Um, I think both Mizzou guys are undefeated, so we'll just kind of have to see how that goes. And, and yeah. Yeah, we'll be back afterwards for a recap of this and a preview of their next duel, which will be part of that Mizzou to the Lou series uh, where they play in St. Louis against Illinois. Yes, and that, that'll be a great one on UFC Fight Pass, um, which oh, it's going to be so good. I can't it's wait gonna, for that. We're, we're making the trip. We're making the trip yes. to go watch them, uh, watch them wrestle in the theater. It should be a really cool experience. And because it's on the Fight Pass, like whether you're watching it there in person or at home, you should have a good viewing experience of the duel. So uh, we'll be back with another episode after after this duel on Sunday. But Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything, you can tweet us at – or for, probably tweet me. You can I, tweet me. I'm on Twitter. I know, but I'm on Twitter all, all the time. James is always on Twitter. I really am. He's at FFJames. 94 yeah okay good, good job you've had two twitters so i, I was just making sure i got it all right <laughs> F, F james 94 yeah this is this was originally years ago my fantasy football twitter and now it's just my twitter which is so, wrestling twitter which is wrestling twitter but, you can also uh, tweet me at morgan kapitsky if you want to so i'm not not getting tweets you get you probably get more tweets than i do i get a lot of tweets the the women's wrestling college wrestling fans are very uh very passionate and i appreciate them yeah so yeah tweet questions you know, we're always just trying to put out content and yeah, make and, a good podcast for y'all. Yeah. And feel free to, if you see us at the duel, talk to us. Say hi. We're yeah. nice. She's way more social than I am. So I love talking to people. Yeah. So we'll, you'll probably get plenty from her, but yeah. thank you for listening. And thank you to wrestling central for sponsoring our podcast. Again, check them out. You're under the wire for those last minute wrestling Christmas gifts. So go ahead and get on that. Thank you again to them for sponsoring the podcast. And you know what we say.
Mizzou is a wrestling school. Bye.